When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If you have a child who watches YouTube and really who doesn't, you are going to want to hear our guest today. This is the On Boys Parenting Podcast. We are your co-hosts, Jennifer L.W. Fink of buildingboys.net, and I'm Janet Allison of boysalive.com. Thank you for being our listeners. And as always, thank you for supporting our sponsors. You know, when you go to someone that we have sponsored, someone we have told you about, and you purchase something from them, that means that you are supporting us by supporting that sponsor. And that means we can continue to do the work that we're doing. So we really, really, truly appreciate that support. And now on Boys... What are your boys watching on YouTube these days? Mr. Beast videos, Dude Perfect, Roblox, Minecraft, Fortnite content. It can be really difficult to keep up with what our boys are watching online because creators come and go, interests change, and one click can lead to, well, anywhere. Porn, sure, we've talked about that, but also misogyny and casual racism. Joining us today to talk about all of this is Cindy Marie Jenkins, creator of Outthink Media. Her motto, which I love, is I watch YouTube so you don't have to. Welcome, Cindy. Thank you very much. I really am so happy to be on this. I need to point out that Cindy is also a mother of two boys, currently ages seven and nine. So what are they, what are seven to nine year olds watching on YouTube these days? My guys are older now. Well, right now it's very Fortnite based because (laughs) they just came out with a new season and all these things I really honestly just learned about in the past couple of months. So there's a lot of Fortnite gamers that they're watching but they've also been very into Rubik's Cubes lately, <laughs> mm. which I love because they, they have a lot of great explanations and they you see, you know, people going to competitions. And last year around this time, they were into Yo-Yo YouTube, which. Oh, meant yeah. That, oh, yeah. I love it. But yeah, there's and there's definitely always the Mr. Beast and his entire collection. But primarily it's. For us, it's a balance of gamers, challenges, and actual in like real educational um, YouTube. 
You know, I love that you highlighted those, those kind of differences and we're going to talk about some of the disturbing things because we need to know about those, but there is a lot of good things that our guys get on YouTube too. I mean, when you are watching like yo-yo challenges, like they're fascinated, they're into it. I did a blog post a number of years ago about basically I had, I had done a blog post and I had a picture of my son, Sam, Janet, my youngest, who's going to be 18 soon, but he was maybe 11 ish at the time. I know Cindy, right? And he studded his bike tires. Remember this, Janet? He studded his bike tires with like screws and stuff. And everybody's like, oh, it's so good to see a kid not online, not on screens. But the whole thing was really born of screens. I forget who was the creator he was following at that time, but it was like shop videos. And these guys were studying motorbike tires. And so Sam and his friends studied bike tires. And like, there is learning that happened. And that's partly why I... I think I'm inclined to watch YouTube is because my husband and I were very into it when way before it was even bought by Google, you know, we were the people that at the end of the party, you would, it would eventually devolve into, Oh, look at this funny dog video. Normally not, not necessarily (laughs) cat cat videos. (laughs) There are good cat videos, cat lovers. Apparently we are dog people here, but there are cat videos. Enjoy them. Yeah, but we also learned so much. I mean, I've been following the Green Brothers, John Green and Hank Green. They're yes. all, we're all the same age. So it, it's such a, a an interesting way to grow up with people in adulthood. And they have their whole Complexly um, company where they do Crash Course and SciShow. And um, even before we even thought we were having kids, we were watching SciShow Kids and we're just interested in all the educational work they were doing. And I work a lot. I mentor teenagers through college apps and I'm constantly sending them um, the mathematicians on YouTube and, oh, wait, you want to actually know what IQ means? Well, here is this scientist who has broken it down into mm-hmm. a whole history. And so, yeah, there's just so much. I mean, you know, learning um, SEO and things for marketing it's Google and then it's YouTube. Those are the search uh-huh. engines. Mm. And for most of our kids, when they are interested in something or trying to research something for school, those are their two places they go to, Google mm-hmm. and YouTube. And I know that um, my kids, and I'm assuming many others in this country, have also been frustrated uh, at times because schools, in an effort to kind of control what kids can and can't access at school for all kinds of great reasons. Um, sometimes we'll like, you can't watch YouTube at school. And I, I get that. And I also see how that is limiting because there's a lot of great stuff there. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure you guys, you went through this too. When I'm trying to help my child with math, I need to learn what it is. Uh, and I can read about it, but it's mostly when I can watch it. You know, I can watch somebody explain it on a whiteboard or Basically, um, YouTube is, I mean, you can go down so many different rabbit holes with YouTube. And, you know, we, Jen does this date us, we had the encyclopedia, we had the dictionary, right. that was it. And to be able to see things in living color, moving time, I mean, I've used it. I've, oh, I need to replace the light bulb on my car. Yep. Oh, YouTube. Yep. And there's, you know, 15 different explanations videos of how to do it. So it is, it is an amazing resource. And as with all things, amazing resources, 
there's also stuff that you don't exactly want your kids to be seeing. So that is where we all love our kids to just watch uh, element videos and you know what, fine, watch the yo-yo videos, learn how to fix things in the shop. And there's everything else on there. And it was um, a few years ago, I think it was 2019, um, a, a writer and mom of boys named Joanna Schrader had a what went viral, a viral then Twitter thread talking about how content disseminated online can radicalize white teenage boys. And that was the first time that I, and I think a lot of us really heard of that. And that was kind of disturbing because I was raising white teenage boys online at that time. Help us understand what this is all about. Because even when you say it out loud, it sounds extreme and it sounds like, you know, is this an overhyped fear? And yet there's real things to be concerned about. Yes. And I remember reading that with my toddler and thinking at first thinking, oh, well, this is so never going to happen with us, of course. And then I actually read it and listened to her and really started tuning in. And the main ways that we parent is just to think of uh, Jean-Luc Picard and engage. (laughs) I love that. We're always you know, that's one of the main things that my husband has really latched onto with his parenting style. He's like, you might not know what's happening, but you just have to go in. And again, knowing at that time that I had two uh, white boys and honestly, like feeling that pressure of we have a massive responsibility to give them the tools they really need to be um, amazing people. and. I think it, that that looking at it is really in, you can look at it in two different pockets. One is that you need to build a relationship where they want to talk to you, where they know that they can talk to you without judgment. Um, I, I often say conversations because it's a, an ongoing conversation. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like no matter how old they are, and maybe we can compare notes later, <laughs> is that it's always ongoing. And if you might think you got a point across, five months later. Right. Yes. Everybody. Yeah. We are, Jan and I, you know, we're further along in our parenting journeys than uh, Cindy and we're both shaking our heads going, no, you didn't really get it. Yeah. And and so just letting them know that you, you are interested, you're, you want to be involved and not in a dictatorial way, but in a, let's just have conversations about this way. With curiosity. Exactly. Exactly. You know, they know that this is what I'm doing for a living now. So every time I'm like, oh, who's that YouTuber? Sometimes they look at me a little weird. I'm like, I'm just curious. I'm just interested. You know, I'm not going to like go write a bad review of them. Don't worry. Maybe. But then that phrase it- that you said, the the not dictatorial, and then Janet, you added, you know, versus curious, that is all the difference in the world. Mm-hmm. Because if your kids even sense that What's going to happen next is you're going to turn off the computer and you're going to say never again. Mm-hmm. They are going to get very, very sneaky. That's the other thing is that they can get around almost any parental control, right? And so I I actually have an ongoing list that I don't want to publish because then it'll be very even easier for them to find of all the ways that they can get around parental controls. Oh. And this is just from anecdotes. Like this is just people 
hearing about it, like, you know, they don't have any browser on their phone, but if they say that they forgot their password, then a browser will pop up um, in certain phones and things. But Ooh. yeah, it, there's so many ways. And so I really wanted to, to develop the conversation and the critical thinking skills to help them understand not just how we can talk about it, but then what what they can do or understand when they're at their friend's house. Yeah, help them develop their own list, their own set of how to discern. Is this a genuinely good person with good thoughts and ideas? Or is this somebody that maybe I don't really want to be listening to? And it's very, I, I I don't know if you said the word sneaky or if I'm just thinking about it. I but... said sneaky. Jen okay. did. I was thinking it. I had the thought bubble. She had the words, which is happens quite often. And I, I am definitely focusing on alt-right extremism, likely, because that's that's so dominant right now. And yeah. so you have like your Andrew Tates and you have your Ben Shapiro's, but you have the smaller creators and you have the people that are gamers and they do just like slide in a comment here or there. Mm-hmm. And they slowly can wear, especially young boys who are looking for acceptance, who are looking for not not necessarily scapegoat, but but it's very easy to blame your problems on someone else. Yeah. I mean, I'm in my 50s. It's still easier for me to blame other people than to take responsibility. Oh yeah. <laughs> exactly. And and what, what the people that I'm really looking at now and trying to talk about are the people that your kids might be watching who just slowly kind of wear them down with a remark that maybe isn't racist, but then you notice that five jokes in a row has been with black people as the antagonist, like very specifically. Mm-hmm. Or you notice that there's a gamer who, well, honestly, it looks like all he does is bully his sister online. Mm. You know? And like all she wants is to be part of his world. And he's a very successful gamer. And then he invites her and specifically says things like, I'm not filming. I'm not live streaming this. And then he bullies her and, and she is upset because she just wants to connect with her brother. Um, That's and horrible. Again, like we were saying, for every bad example, there are so many good ones. And I'm happy to, you know, share a list of the good ones. But <laughs> it's... <laughs> But what, but what I really understood after Joanna Schrader's, and I listened to a lot of her interviews and her articles and things, is that it's not obvious anymore. Right? So not- what are some phrases or content, uh, you know, things that we, sh- or things we might hear our kids then saying, even when they're not on the computer? You know, I think I speak for a lot of parents, like, even if I wanted to, which Lord, I do not want to sit there and watch every single YouTube video with them. But even if I wanted to, I don't have time to do that. So what are some, I'm not going to say red flags. Let's just say, you know, flags, some things that go, hmm, maybe I should investigate a little more or get curious, Janet. Well, there, there are a couple that are really uh, jumping out to me, which one is something I honestly just learned about in the last month researching for this, which is the trad movement, T-R-A-D, that is essentially that the woman's place is in the kitchen. And you might think that they're watching somebody and it's an attractive young woman. And well, then I don't, I can tune out or something, but that's, there are actually quite a few 
um, YouTubers and personalities who are specifically, I don't say, I don't want to say they're specifically being used. It's not that because they're involved, but attractive young women are going to be listened to. Especially, let's be real, especially yeah. by straight young boys. So I've discovered the the trad movement via like Instagram and Reels. I engage with some of that content, partly because I want to know what's out there and partly because it's interesting. And, you know, full disclosure, our listeners know this, and I don't know if, if you do, Cindy, we homeschooled our boys for, you know, seven and a half years. A lot of the, you know, the trad idea, you know, they're homeschooling, they may be uh, living, trying to live more off grid or sustainably. And it's this picture of peace and harmony. And it does even at my age, it sounds awfully persuasive sometimes, right? Like, you know what? He's going to work and he's making the money for the family and I am here nurturing my children. And that is all I have to worry about. It seems feminist is such a weird word now, but but it seems very empowering. You know, I I work more now, but I certainly was not at all the breadwinner when our kids were young that's what they're seeing now is they're seeing that my husband leaves for work and I go up to my office. It's interesting because you, you don't want to, if you hear about something like the trad movement, you don't want to dismiss it because that seems like, why would you dismiss somebody's choice? That's right. somebody's choice. That's inter- That's great. That's what you want to do. That's what you're loving. Great. But it's all the, it's everything underneath it. It's almost on the other side of it, something that happens a lot and you're seeing now with Marvel is the idea of the great replacement. It's weird to think that a superhero franchise and how somebody might talk about it is one of the signs that that they could go down this road. But the people that are loudest about the fact that the Marvels was the lowest box office of that weekend or how low and abysmal the box office was for the Marvels, not even comparing it to everyone else's openings lately since streaming became another place to release movies they're focusing on it it might seem obvious but they're focusing on it because it was three female leads and one of them was a white woman you know and and also and they also switched the gender of the um, villain which I thought was great she was amazing but you know there's uh I delicately got into some thought arguments with people in groups about why does it matter to you because the whole culture of comic books is that they change for the times and characters evolve and they come back and they're different people and but that could be a sign that someone is getting the idea that if you have a superhero movie with three female leads and a female villain that they're trying to replace white men it's not too hard to see how these ideas especially when you put them in um, immature still developing brains looking around trying to make sense of the world janet you and i have talked on here frequently i mean the many boys look around their classrooms you know and they're like well the girls are doing great and we're kind of struggling so huh yeah they're trying to replace us and you know what yeah i think guys should be the head of the household this is how this is meant to be Females should be submissive to men. I mean, the math, and I'm putting air quotes around that, the math adds up in in, in some way. Right, exactly. And it were you aware of Gamergate 
that went on quite a few years ago. Uh, somewhat. Um, explain it for our listeners who may not be as familiar with that. What game, ga- Janet's raising her hand going, I have no idea. <laughs> or our co-host. <laughs> right, right. Um, and again, I, I, this is when I lived in Los Angeles and so many of my friends worked in video games and everything. There became this story that was passed on that there was a, I don't even remember exactly how it started, but essentially was saying that a certain reviewer, a female reviewer was not working ethically, that she was, I don't know. I, I don't know what exactly what happened because what happened is that it blew up into any female gamer is not actually a gamer, which has been uh, prevalent in quite a lot of gaming communities that you have to like prove your gamer credentials. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you have to know, or it's the same thing. You have to know every single thing about Star Wars to say that you're a Star Wars fan. And That's- it blew up into threats and violence and doxing. Red- Yep, there were death threats. There were many, many women. Like there was a woman, um, Anita Sarkeesian, who runs Feminist Frequency. She just retired from it. She needed security when she was going to speak at a university and they wouldn't give it to her. So she had to cancel because she she gets death threats all the time. She did these amazing videos where she would say at the very beginning, you can critique something and still enjoy it and still love it. Absolutely. And what she would do is she would be like, hey, here's all these females in um, in these games and just compare their scantily clad outfits with, and you would think like, okay, that was maybe a decade ago. We've evolved and we certainly have, but there's also an amazing game. I think it's Horizon. And that character is incredible. She's a warrior. She's really wonderful and she has it's actually incredible storytelling but she she wears like you know outfits that are comfortable for going across countrysides <laughs> and and people have said well she doesn't look attractive enough for me to play or i even hear 2023 people here's where we still are mm-hmm. yeah and i hear this also um and i'm trying i try to be very careful about what i say that my kids say Mm-hmm. Um, because this is my work, it's not their work, but I was right. given permission for this, that my son likes to, you know, they both like to play as uh, girls sometimes in Fortnite and specifically, and we're always talking and they just like them. They just like those characters and they will say like, you know, some people say that I shouldn't be playing as a girl because I'm a guy and that's not true. And I'm like, thank you for saying that out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the point of it is that it it can start with something small and then it just blows up into, well, this is what's wrong with everything. This mm-hmm. is what's wrong with the whole world. And that's why there was a, a lot of discussion a few years ago between the Joker and American Psycho and some other movies that were specifically talking about the lonely male and... Mm different offshoots sort of of taxi driver but in different ways and I watched the Joker mostly because I wanted to see if I agreed with a lot of the commentary and it is you know these movies can be very interesting and, and what they're showing is how incredibly lonely men men can be and there is this whole concept that 
there's an epidemic of male loneliness, Mm -hmm. which is can absolutely be true. But then it's when you take that and you go become a serial killer. Um, And what I think, (laughs) what I think is really challenging for us now is that um, it's not obvious anymore. Going deep into the world of cults and the world of the world of extremists, very specifically, they're not making it into a group. There is not, it's not like they're not skinheads anymore. There probably are still, but but these this specific pathway is more what you hear as the lone wolf. And that's very mm-hmm. deliberate because then it cannot be traced back. Very intense topics and very important that we know these things. Stay tuned for more after these messages from our sponsor. I like cute clothes. I like having stylish outfits and I hate shopping. Armoire makes getting dressed easier. Armoire is a clothing rental membership option. And Janet and I recently have both tried it out. And you guys, it is so much fun. You go to their website, you get to take a little quick style quiz, takes five minutes, and then you get presented a list of beautiful clothing, pictures, wonderful clothes that you can pick out and get delivered to your house for you to try and wear in the comfort of your own home without going out and determine what looks cute put together outfits without investing a ton of money. Right now, our listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off your first month. That is up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style/envoys. That's armoire.style a r m o i r e style/envoys on boys to get 50% off your first month and never have to worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. We all know that vitamins can help fill nutritional gaps in our diet, but a lot of us don't like to take vitamins because we don't like swallowing pills. How do you feel about that, Janet? There's some days that I look at my vitamins and go, yeah, I should take those. I'll do it later. But I'll tell you what's changed. I have gotten easy melt vitamins. I have the D3 and I have the B12s and a multivitamin. And I just pop them in my mouth and they dissolve. And I don't have to think about swallowing a vitamin. And you don't necessarily need water either to have on hand to get this big vitamin now. Yeah, no. And they taste good. And they're sugar-free. They melt quickly. The reason they melt is because of plants, not chemicals. Ah, plant-based nutrition. For a limited time only, you can receive a free, free three-month supply of Easy Melt Vitamin D3 with your first purchase. To claim your free D3, visit try.easymelts.com slash envoys. That's Try, T-R-Y dot easy melts, E-Z-M-E-L-T-S dot com forward slash on boys. If they are getting you down that pathway so, so deeply that you 
take that you do an act of violence that we don't even need to look that far for many examples, they are specifically being trained to act as act alone and have mm. it be one person and that there's no real leader. And there are definitely like underground groups um, that I don't want to mention yeah. <laughs> um, for there are all, there are all sorts of ones, but, but really if you pull back on that, then it's this whole concept of how we're brought up, how they're brought up and not, not necessarily in our homes. Um, there is definitely that there have been many, many times actually that our kids have seen us be emotional and like have a disagreement, but my husband and I like work it out and some are very appropriate to have in front of them and some are not, but they like see us working it out and they see him doing dishes. He's actually much more of a cook than I am. So yeah, there's a lot that's opposite there from the stereotypes. You know, a lot of people say that bandit healer from Bluey is too high a role model for dads, but that's like our documentary right there is the Bluey show. So that's not just like modeling what's the, the people that are closest to them, but but all of these signs that they're getting from other from other people and they mm -hmm. and why gamers specifically and YouTubers are so, so um, integral to it is, you know, you take like influencer marketing. Yes. And I wrote about that last summer on Outthink Media for when Prime Energy Drink came out. <laughs> Prime and Energy, that's um, that's Logan Paul, right? Logan One of the Paul, Paul brothers. KSI, yeah. And how it happened with us, because you would think that I would know that that was coming out. But one day they came, we were visiting my in-laws and they came back and my mother-in-law was like, they really wanted this energy drink and it didn't have any caffeine. Is that okay? And I'm like, oh yeah, sure. And then I looked it up. I'm like, oh, okay, no. <laughs> but, and it's not, honestly, they didn't like the taste. So it was easy, but they only wanted it because every single YouTuber that they watched got it because that was brilliant marketing. They sent, you know, cartons to, mm -hmm. um, doesn't even really matter how small or big you are. Like, right. Logan and Logan was, Paul has had connections in the YouTube community for years and years. So it's, he's got that outreach and then everybody else mentions it. And you have, you have an army of marketers directly yep. talking to your children. Every single people are wondering why why my kids know who Grimace is, and it's because the Grimace Shake came out, and they sent a Grimace Shake to everybody. Yeah. So YouTube Shorts was all over it, and I'm like, wait, that was that weird purple guy, okay? And that we briefly saw in like the the 70s and early 80s. He wasn't even a big deal when he was around, right? I know. And if you look at the old, the you know their first interact the first times that they appeared they were like nightmare fuel but they worked in the 70s and 80s so mm -hmm. <laughs> parasocial is a term that's being thrown around a lot lately but it's really that they feel so connected to these people they feel I feel connected to the youtubers like that I love if I saw ever saw Hank Green in front of me I would be completely tongue-tied and enamored um but not like not like seeing, you know, Ewan McGregor or, or yeah. even Greta Gerwig or someone like that. I would, I would be so tongue tied overseeing these YouTubers because I watch them on my phone. I watch them here and you watch them in bed. I mean, yeah. like, it's just a different level. It's a daily relationship. And that's that whole parasocial relationship. Like clearly, I mean, I hate to break it to you. 
Hank Green probably doesn't know you exist. No, right? uh, I've applied to a few jobs, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know he retweeted me once oh. uh, and I was so excited. And I'm like, I am way too excited about this, but it was, yep. and you can only imagine what a kid would feel like. You know, I was in my thirties when that happened. So, you know, when I told, when I tell them, oh, I know the, the host of that game show or I, cause we lived in LA, we met a lot of actors and worked with them and I'm like a hero for five minutes, but, <laughs> but it would be even more impressive if I knew that YouTuber or that and so they just inherently trust them they know sure they think they know that anything they say must be correct because they were correct about this game or I like their opinion or you know I saw the the Five Nights at Freddy's movie and I went with a friend of mine who wasn't doesn't know YouTube and doesn't really know the game she was just curious and the biggest cheer ever was when they revealed that this YouTuber had a cameo. It sounded, we were not, we were in a a movie theater with like 20 people and it sounded like it was two movie theaters full. Who is the YouTuber? Like, I want to see how out of date I am here. uh, It's he's well, his nickname is Matt Pat. He does game theory. You might know his voice because he does like game theory, food theory, this and that. He does a lot of those, like, you know, proving that all the, Pixar characters are in one universe. It's all stuff oh. like that, but with foods, with games, and um, and he's very entertaining. But you know, he'll always end with, "That's just a theory." Um, so his voice is very—that was a horrible imitation of him. <laughs> but his voice is very recognizable, and he was one of the people that brought Five Nights to Freddy's to real prominence. I don't know if you read the article that came out about two weeks ago. Um, an, an author had his movie adapted into, uh, had his book adapted into a movie and he and his kids got to be extras on the set. And he was like, I'm like going gaga over Julia Roberts and Tom Hanks. And they came over to say hi. And they were chatting with me. And my kids were like, "That that's great. When, where are we eating? When are we eating? Yeah. <laughs> they had no feelings for these people. And and it's not that they hadn't seen them in movies. It's that a celebrity is not, doesn't feel as distant as it does for us or it did for us. Yeah. A celebrity, A, yes, they don't really necessarily care about movie celebrity. Their celebrities are Matt Pad and Mr. Beast. And, um, but they, they really, also, it's not that far off for them to put themselves on the camera. No. Right. The concept yeah. of a movie or TV star is just completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and you mentioned doxing earlier, and I think that that's something that's important to know too. Is that it's it's not just one side quote or another. That there are people who have huge fan bases that have many of the same morals and values as as we have, or you know any individual might have. And you would be surprised because if they do a criticism of of another YouTuber or someone else, they have to say, please, I am do not go to this person's YouTube page or or any of their social media and send them hate. That's not the point. The point of this is criticism. And I've been really surprised at people whose audience, I believe, is more in line with my values than many of the others I've talked about 
some of their fans can be so intense and so rabid in a way that um, it, it does become a mob and that's on all sides. So <laughs> you've got yeah. you've got some more responsible, I'm going to call it responsible YouTubers, gamers who know they have influence and huge audiences who will say, do not harass this person. Do not go to this person's house. Don't leave hate. I am assuming with near 110% certainty that there are also other people who do the exact opposite. And that's, of mm -hmm. course, where the where this gets very dangerous. Yeah. And there was a woman recently, um, her channel is called SS Sniper Wolf. And she rose as a gamer. And now it's coming out that probably her husband was playing the games and wrote her a script. And <laughs> she was more of an actor. And she does a lot of the React videos, which uh, React videos are a whole other podcast. But there was a, a another YouTuber who gave, devoted a lot of his time to pointing out her plagiarism, to pointing out her just unethical behaviors and things like that. And she was filming near his house one time and she went to it and she streamed, like this is about a month ago, and she live streamed herself showing the front of his house. Address, location. Asked her fans if she should go confront him. And he found out because he was live streaming at the time and his wife was like, what? <laughs> like people were telling them that she's outside and, and they do have this power. So here's the thing. I mean, realistically, most of our kids are consuming a lot of this content out of our direct eyesight. They're mm -hmm. in their room. They're on the way to school. They're, you know, all these other places. What concrete things can we, should we do? The main thing I really, really want to stress is to listen. There are a lot of little clues. There's a lot of you know, if they're obsessing over the latest Marvel movies, for instance, uh, if they're angry about supposedly gender swapping or, mm -hmm. um, and especially race, you know, changing the race of a character, if they're, if that makes them angry, <laughs> um, people were, who I would think wouldn't be, who were friends of mine were were so incredibly upset that the new Snow White was not going to be, you know, was not going to end her story with a man. Like that wasn't the point of her story. And I'm not advocating for the live action Disney movies because they're usually <laughs> not good. But the point is like, there were people that were like, it should just be Snow White. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, that the Disney Snow White was a complete modification from other Snow Whites. So which Snow White are you talking about? Yeah, right. And also just ways that they will talk about people or or talk like they're um there's the using the term that's so gay or you're so gay is still still on the schoolyard. Oh yeah. And most often kids won't know what it's about. Um, you know, I overheard somebody saying that. I knew their parents, so I could be like, hey, just so you know, I heard them say this. It might not be something that they say in front of you. And then having that conversation of, I get it. You probably don't understand why this is an insult. And you probably don't mean it as an insult. It's just something that you're saying, but you have to understand. Let me tell you this history. So listening for these little clues, getting curious, and 
like sharing your perspective. You can't come at it from you're a terrible person. I can't believe you said this. Um, Just sharing context. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think it's funny because we're always, we're always trying to help parents to let the kids have their emotions and have it and not judge them at all and everything. And I find that I'm like, stopping myself from showing my emotions the same way I'm advocating for them because you know I had to explain at one point to my oldest I'm like you have to understand you're playing guns that's that's part of it that's part of growing up that's totally normal I get it but like I have all this other baggage around it if I see you playing it you have to understand that I'm processing that and letting myself know that you're you're just doing what you should be doing in a lot of ways, as long as we're having the other conversations about them, obviously. Yeah, but like, yeah. But that, you know, me growing up playing cops and robbers was not, did not turn me into anybody that wants to use a gun as a solution. So it's that kind of thing where you can check your emotions, but it's very difficult to not have an extreme reaction. I mean, if if I heard my kids saying, and I'm not saying that they never have, but I'm, or never will, but if they ever said that's so gay, I would have such an immense reaction that I would probably have to go do some breathing exercises and then come back and talk to them. Or often, like if something happens my in front of both me and my husband, we'll check in, see who can handle it. At that yeah, moment. good strategy. Yeah, because sometimes it's just too much. That's so gay or you're so gay is just one one part so if it's it's not like I said before it's not necessarily that it's an outwardly racist joke it's clearly like a white person or white male as the hero all the time Mm -hmm. or it's Mm -hmm. clearly against somebody else when either it's a detail that didn't have to be there or it's just you know it's a detail that you definitely added to it and I think that also specifically with with saying things like that as long as you're calm enough to do it you have to kind of nip it in that bud I I remember learning this when they were smaller and it's like if you give a punishment that happens two days after they did it then it's not going to matter they won't connect that that incident to why they have that consequence so you do have to talk about it directly after but you need to breathe And it is, you alluded to this before, and uh, Janet, we've talked about like, you know, 10 million two minute conversations previously. Um, My my boys are older than you. I cannot even begin to tell you how many times I have called out one of them or a friend when they have said, that's so gay. And me calling them out once does not stop it. Me calling them out twice does not stop it. And yet... I feel that, you know, uh, misogyny, homophobia, racism, I am going to say something each and every time because I want them to know this is not acceptable. This is not acceptable to me. This is not acceptable in wider society. And I know a lot of times they're saying it to be cool in front of their friends. Like they think that's the thing. Exactly. I need them all to hear that it is not acceptable and I want to be that voice in their head. And let me tell you, it's there because there are times now my guys, you know, they will be sitting around and maybe, you know, the 17 year old will say something and 20 year old will say something and they'll slip in a comment (laughs) talking to each other. 
And they're just waiting to see if I'll respond. And sometimes I don't because I know they are just doing it, just looking for a response. And then they're like, huh, you didn't take that one. They know. I've perfected the glare of, I I know what you're doing. Yes. (laughs) Media isn't all bad. Media can also be helpful as you are raising these good humans. Stay tuned for more after these messages from our sponsors. This episode is sponsored by By Heart. Babies need to eat. And whether you breastfeed or bottle feed, use formula, combine all of the above, you need options. We wanted to let you know about By Heart Baby Formula. By Heart has a patented protein blend that gets the closest to breast milk. It includes two of the most abundant proteins in breast milk. And Byheart actually ran a clinical trial comparing their formula to a leading infant formula and proved that babies on Byheart have softer poops, less spit up, and easier digestion. Byheart is also the only U.S.-made infant formula to use organic, grass-fed whole milk. So if you need baby formula for your baby, consider Byheart. New customers can get 10% off your first order by using code on boys at byheart.com. That's B-Y-H-E-A-R-T dot com slash podcast. And it is 10% off your first order. Byheart.com slash podcast. This is a limited time offer and additional terms and conditions may apply. But this is also where you can use media to help because, oh. um, you know, we've, we've talked about racism, um, and specifically slavery since they started asking things like that you know one time they come home from school and they learned about Martin Luther King Jr which is fantastic and I'm so excited hearing everything and then but guess what then you know they got their civil rights and now there's no more racism and I'm like okay that's what back it up <laughs> that's right. what that's I thought going do. through the school system I mean it's oh. naive I recognize that now but I thought that Oh, I did too. I, and we've had these conversations and we've, we've talked about it in very real terms. And when they asked about racism and, and still they were home alone, they were home one day because they were sick. And one of their favorite YouTubers, 90%, 95% of his, his YouTube channels are great. Cypher PK. He was doing a story time podcast that was over animation And he was talking about going into a convenience store and his skin is brown and he got racially profiled and he told the story and they looked at me and were like, racism still exists. And I'm like, yes. So in that way, that kind of experience can be very good because they love, again, parasocial, they love him. I really like him. Yeah. And for him to have that experience matters to them and for him to really express that. And it wasn't even, it was very microaggressive, mm-hmm. which is so hard for anybody to understand. Yeah. So there was that kind of thing. And then there's also, I have a lot of thoughts about Mr. Beast and they're very complicated and they change daily. However, when Mr. Beast's best friend who had been on the channel for years started dressing femme, And people were saying that he that that his friend was going to take him down or make him lose subscribers. Mr. Beast was like, fine, he's not a liability, people. He's my effing friend is what exactly he tweeted. So that showing that modeling that for the kids 
I thought was fantastic, especially because he was like, I, yeah, he can lose subscribers and still right? be there, but like, honestly. The thing with media, media is a part of our kids' lives. Like, there is no way that they can live in the world today and avoid it. We can't control all of it. I wish, I wish you could just give us simple, easy answers. You know, do this, do that, do that. And our kids will be protected and wonderful people. It's much more complex than that. And this is why you have created Outthink Media. Uh, tell us a little bit about Outthink Media and what the resources you have there for parents and how they can use that to help. It's actually almost exactly what you were just saying, which one aspect of it is YouTube, which is a, a big aspect. And that's not just to give people a list of they don't they can't watch 10 episodes of a YouTuber to really sit there and listen and figure out the subtleties of it. So that's what that's what I've decided my job is. Um, but to also explain how the culture is different, how kids are growing up differently in a much bigger way than I think we've ever experienced before. And I'm actually really glad that I'm parenting at this point because I had some lead up to it as opposed yeah. to like maybe when your kids were younger, it was like, wait, what? Is it was the wild west. There was nothing. Yeah. So there is on your website and you know, it's outthinkmedia.com. The link's going to be in the show notes. Like you can click on YouTubers and there is a list of YouTubers and gamers. And so when you hear your kids mentioning somebody and you're like, what is this? You can look them up and you can get some intel from a parent who has the lens to look at all this. And this is kind of what we're talking about here. And you can always, always, there are places on the website to send ideas, but you, you can DM any of the social media. You can email editor at outthinkmedia.com and I will review who you want me to review. Nice. Um, and the other aspect of this that is coming up a lot is how to talk to your kids about media that essentially is problematic in some way. Like I'll think the classics is our new podcast. And that is specifically to put classical stories into the context that you need to decide if you want them in your life. Also, we're going to do a big lead up on critical thinking and AI. Ooh especially with election season coming up, how to understand that you can't trust your eyes and ears anymore. Even, even back to Mr. Beast, he honestly, there was a lot of evidence that he not rigged his challenges, but he changed who won his challenge. Yeah, yep. And I use that to, to teach my kids again, hey, guess what? All of this is edited it's all edited. It's all a story. And they're telling the story in the editing room and got my friends who were editors to like explain it. And wow, it's so important to know. And it's especially important to know too, that like they just saw today that there are celebrities who do cameos and people were taking those cameos in their video and audio and making them um, into Russian propaganda. Jeez. So these poor, you know, this poor actor for Breaking Bad is praising Putin or something I don't know but and we're yeah. we're all going to be seeing more of that I mean as an as a citizen I am concerned about that in our upcoming elections because I don't know necessarily how to stay on top of it so this is an area where we can use as much support as possible Cindy the work you are doing is so important 
So mm-hmm. important. Thank you for sharing everything that you've learned, are learning. Listeners, Outthink Media, Cindy watches YouTube videos so you don't have to. Maybe more specifically, so you can figure out which ones you really want and need to check out more. She just saves you a ton of time. Bless you for that, Cindy. Thank you so much for letting me onto this podcast. I've loved it so much. And yeah, again, it's just so, so important with boys specifically, I think, to to know what to listen for. Listeners, we hope you found value in this information. A lot of it was so new to me. Uh, Jen would tell you that I'm maybe not up on the latest in that realm, but we have Cindy Marie Jenkins to do a lot of the footwork for us. Thank you for being here. Thank you for supporting our sponsors. It is so important to us that you click through and check out those sponsors. That means they want to come back. They want to be on our show and that supports us in doing our work. This is the On Boys Parenting Podcast. We are your co-host, Jennifer L.W. Fink of buildingboys.net, and I'm Janet Allison of boysalive.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.